You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Revenge After Show. Welcome, everybody. Bing is for doing. We're here doing Revenge Season 2. It's called Victory! 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 Except what Ah. sense of hope and accomplishment did we gain in tonight's episode? I don't know. I don't feel that it was... It didn't feel like a victory. It did not. I am your host, Phil Svitek. I am feeling a little bit victorious. Uh, (laughs) Joined alongside Anna Koppel and Roxy Stryer. Hello, ladies. Hey, what's going on? Hello, sir. No Catherine Tulich tonight. Uh, Thank you, Lizzie Donaldson from last week. You were a great guest, and you gave us some fun stuff. Uh, off air, she gave us some uh, spoilers, so I enjoyed that. She did. Um, anyway, let's let's get started. Let's, let's let's dig into this. Well, first off, how did you guys like the episode? I enjoyed the episode. Okay. Um, I'm always the negative Nancy here, and I thought it was okay, but not my favorite. Like last week. I mean, last week was like a ten for me. This was probably a seven. Here's here's the problem for me. If we're gonna dissect it a little bit, I you know they they had such a build up to this one, and you don't have to always build it up to be like this amazing episode, right? Where uh, Amanda's death that was obviously a turning point in the season. This, you know, may or may not be, but we're not getting that from this episode. So don't build it up like that. When you say this, what are you? What event are you referring to? uh, Tonight's episode, they built it up like. And a shocking moment happens that even Emily won't be prepared for. Emily is going to be shocked. Right. And, you know, it was good. Well, we didn't even really quite get it. <laughs> well, we got it. But we didn't, you know, it was okay. It took three of us to understand. That's why we have to watch as a collective, because otherwise, individually, we're a third of a brain. <laughs> but collectively, we're a whole. Sometimes. Team! All right, so, so let's get into it. Let's, uh, let's talk about Jack, right? The, a third of our brain is laughing hysterically. Yeah. We've lost... Martin, Martin we've lost a third of the team. Well. Please Martin, step in. Martin, fill in. Two-thirds. Yeah. Please fill in. No, I'm only, I'm only one-fifth, so I won't help. Uh, That's too I much math you, for man. me. I, I feel you. All right, so, Jack, I... What I what I did like was Jack kind of stepping up now, and even even more so, I like Declan stepping up. How did Declan stop? I mean, I know he said, "I think I know how I can solve this," but then he didn't really. He did. He went. He got the. Uh, he got Trey's the, phone. He phone. got Trey's phone right and got Kenny's Excuse phone me. number from it. Where's that phone? <laughs> yeah, don't do that again. Uh, <laughs> but he did something. 
for once in his life, instead of just being, you know, crabby towards Jack in his life. But was Trey the guy that we saw him robbing houses with? That's how we know him, right? Yes. Yes. Because that was so many episodes ago that my one-third of a brain didn't pick that up very quickly. (laughs) No, it's it's just... It's also... um, it was convenient at the right time. It, you know, there was no necessarily buildup. But, again, I, I'm, I'm glad it happened. I, I'm glad it's this is kind of driving the Declan, or not the Declan, the Porter boys together. You know, which we've kind of seen, but they've never really been on the same page, and they've had different motives. Whereas now, since, uh, since Jack doesn't have Amanda, the only person he can really confide in is Declan. And he says that at the end, we're the only people we can trust is each other. Yeah, especially because he keeps trying to put all his faith in Nolan and Emily when he finds out that they keep lying to him. So family's family. You know, friends can become your family, quote-unquote, but your blood is thicker than water. I don't I don't really, that's, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because last week he's, you know, Nolan sort of sent Jack into the uh, the Kenny Ryan direction and and Jack was like, yeah, you're right, buddy. Sorry, uh, sorry, I didn't trust you. Or, but it seemed like he still didn't trust Nolan. Right. And, uh, so I mean, but then he was totally going after Kenny Ryan in this episode. So I mean, was it just bad acting last week, or I, it just seems? No, like, I think I think he believed Nolan. He I don't think he's upset with Nolan. You know, especially after the explanation that he got from Nolan, as he is with Emily. I mean, Emily, that's a whole different thing. Nolan, I don't think he minds. He's upset with him. To a minor extent. I don't think it's bad acting. I think that he probably thought that's where the show was going. And then he gets the script the next week and they weren't on the same page, you know? Because that's where I thought the script was going. I don't think he has the whole thing um, through the end of the season. He doesn't have all all the pages, obviously. But, yeah, it was kind of weird because it seemed... You can always tell in Jack's face, especially when he's hugging somebody, he makes that face like, I can tell you're full of crap. And then he... He made that face, but then he thoroughly went in that direction that he was uh, tipped off. So I was with you. It was kind of weird. Well, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, uh, if had they done it like that, um, Kenny and, and Jack would have kind of teamed up against Nolan. But the fact that both of them jumped to the conclusion of Conrad, you know, uh, it's revealing. But also all all trails kind of lead ultimately there. So if Jack's, quote, finding the truth and... The truth with a lowercase t, because who knows what the truth is with a capital T. Yeah, not some Paul Pierce truth. This is lowercase, the truth. That's right. Uh, you know, I mean, the fact that he's got now recordings of Nate and Conrad, you know, I mean, what, as he said, this is the evidence that I need, but it's not evidence enough. But that was weird, too, because he was like, now I know for certain. How many times I feel like have we heard him say, like, now I'm positive it's Conrad. Everyone like, we said that. all freaking know it's Conrad. <laughs> like, there's no question anymore that Conrad's the evil bear. Yeah, but, <laughs> but he's also trying to get to... Go ahead. I'll let you... But he also still doesn't know what Amanda was looking for exactly. He doesn't know what the revenge is about. He has no idea what he's looking for. So... Nor, so, nor does he understand the full extent of of okay um so you're going after conrad but it's not you know obviously he's not necessarily supposed to know this but he's not going to find out what happened on that boat right you know and and so i I, 
he's going on a pointless mission to to, to a certain extent, but it works insofar as it's it's going to trip up the grand master plan of Emily and Conrad and Victoria and Dan, you know? Well, it's all these people looking for revenge so, because of the title of the series, Revenge, so it's very fitting. But revenge on what, for what, for who, nobody's really exactly sure. So, yeah. Like, I, think, I think some people are trying to tr- just find truth. <laughs> Others are trying to prevent things. I mean, it's interesting the different layers and the motives. Not everyone's out for revenge. You don't think? Like, what would you say the word that Jack is out for is? You would say it's truth? I, I would say justice. Which is different than revenge. Yes. Yeah. yeah um, I, I Conrad, Conrad and Victoria, I would honestly say, is a preservation of life. They don't want. You only re- get one word. <laughs> preservation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I could see that. You know, they're not. They. Because they, they don't like, want to destroy the initiative. They could care less, except that it's going to harm them. So, again, it's a preservation. Survival. survival. I was going to just say, it's more like survival because I feel like, you know, they're very much, if you had to categorize them in a house, they're Slytherin. Thank you. Sorting hat from Harry Potter. <laughs> and they're looking... No, I mean, they're looking to come out on top. Yes, it's about survival. It's about keeping their family name. And it's about not caring who you screw over. Yeah. Well, let's get... Let's talk about um, Conrad and um, Jack in terms of the campaign, right? He's offered, hey, we want you in a more official capacity, whatever that entails. Um, and then, obviously, Jack later accepts. What did you guys think of that? I mean, obviously, it's very strategic on Jack's part. It's strategic in a different way for Conrad. Your thoughts? I just hope Jack's name doesn't get dragged through the mud because if he does somehow get on this ballot or he's um, involved, maybe hurting Conrad is going to actually hurt himself. So I don't know if I think this was a good move. But, of course, it is going to allow him to get closer to Conrad, so that's necessary in terms of getting... Justice. Here's here's what I think. I, um, unless you guys feel differently, but Jack's sacrificial. Like he he would take that himself to take down Conrad. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, I think also when when one is caught up in things like revenge and getting justice for a loved one, and sometimes we lose sight of logic and reason and uh, and maybe getting too close to somebody who's obviously so dangerous and could be so detrimental to Jack's well-being is just he's just not even seeing it. He just doesn't even care. He just wants to right the wrong for Amanda. Absolutely. For Jack, I think it's all about the end game and sometimes I think that's the best thing you can do is look at the big picture and see where you want to end up. But the problem is all of the little steps he's taking along the way to get there could be extremely, as you're saying, detrimental, or we don't even know what harm they can do to him because signing on with Conrad in whatever it is, especially politics, really isn't a good idea for anybody. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not even risky. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, like you... Sure thing, bad, right. going and south. And, you know, uh, just the dichotomy of Jack versus Emily. Emily spent years researching this whole thing, Right. right? Whereas Jack, he's just diving into it like, all right, you know what? I don't know what this whole thing was about, but I'm going in headstrong and, you know, not the best strategy. And last week he was saying that he could count his true friends on one hand and then those were the Graysons. And, you know, he has no idea what he's doing right now. What he should be doing really is just grieving the loss 
of his wife and taking care of Carl. Oh, he, he was saying that as strategy, though. He didn't mean that, that his true friends were really the Graysons. I don't think. I think he was in the moment that because he felt so wronged by Emily and Nolan and that, you know, at the time, the Graysons had just announced that they were setting up this foundation, the Amanda Clark Foundation. Right, but he still knew there was something up. You're talking about when he came to the foundation, he came to their home, and he was making the speech. Right. No, I think I you're both think right. Being I think you're both right. It was strategic team. in the sense that... Well, no, <laughs> it, brain. it was strategic in the sense that it hurt Nolan and Emily, but it was also strategic because he said that to the Graysons. But like, do you oh. think he meant that? No. Okay. He meant it against Nolan and Emily... I, I think he meant that, yeah, well, maybe he was just feeling like he didn't have any real friends. It's true. Whatever. <laughs> uh, what, why Why did Kenny Ryan, to me, Kenny Ryan looked so nervous? Well, because think of, um, think of his and Trey's relationship, right? How amazing is this relationship and, and all the things that's caused? I mean... It does. Wait, do you mean Trey or do you mean... Trey. Trey's the kid that they bumped into. And you... yes, and Trey's the kid that has his number and that has been, quote, texting him back and forth. Right. So why wouldn't he be nervous <laughs> about the fact... That, uh, last time they conspired about anything, it, it's ultimately... I, I don't know how much Nate's death is weighing on, on Kenny, but it must be because he, cl- he knows about it. So that perspired to that. Okay. So now imagine this kid's texting him again. What could that mean? Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, just as we're discussing this, I'm realizing how many layers there are and how confusing it really is getting. And last week, thank God we had our guest in telling us that they're going to be cutting back toward the core of what the show is about because really this storyline has gotten too out of hand. I mean, the fact that I, I'm getting confused about Trey and what he is in the texting and is he really and the emotions and we don't know whether he's actually nervous or whether he's telling the truth or whether Conrad's actually behind it. It's just like kind of a cluster F right now. Well, it's typical of soap operas. If you watched Celebrity Apprentice last week on there, they they did a mock up of of kind of a typical soap opera and it's always the big news and things like that. I mean, you know, and, and the crazy storylines and yeah. I mean, that's just, that's part of the genre, but yes, it did get a little bit confusing. Yeah, it's just, it, there's just a lot going on, and I, I want to focus on uh, what's going on with Nolan and with Emily and with Jack, but I don't, as my, and Daniel, but I don't as much want to focus on what's going on with Jack in terms of finding out what's going, it's just too far out for me right now. Well, unless, uh, unless Anna, you have anything else you want to say about Jack, why don't we get to Nolan? Let's get to Nolan. Oh, my God. He's my favorite character on the show. I literally am so obsessed with him. I want him to be my best friend forever. I hate Nolan right now. Why is that? (laughs) Well, yes, you do. But it's great. Go ahead and explain because I I know why you do. But to the fans, this is great. I think he completely screwed up the deal with Padma and Mr. Lahiri and um, and Carrion and then totally blames Aiden for it. What did he say? He said, I don't know. You should find a different profession or something. And it's like, yeah, Nolan, you're the one who screwed it up. He, like, pushed Aiden's hand from shooting. um, Trask. Trask. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, but, okay, so say he had shot Trask. Then what? It would have caused commotion. It would have garnered a different result. 
what would that have result have been? Let's go down that path for a second. Say that Aiden, uh, say Nolan does not push Aiden's hand, and Aiden shoots Trask. 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 <laughs> he shoots him, and then he dies. And then there's still two other people in the car that are not Padma. Okay. So and Padma, Padma's father is not in the car either. Say he did or say he didn't, but how about Nolan doesn't shame Aiden? It's not Aiden's fault that... This thing got, like, totally screwed up. Of course he's using Aiden as his punching bag. He's devastated. He just lost the love of his his life, and he just lost the program that he's worked his whole life on. It's awful, and I don't think he's actually like, F you, Aiden, I hate you, I'm never talking to you again. I think he's really upset, and he's taking it out on Aiden for a hot second. First, if he didn't alter Carrion before handing it over to these people, that's his bad. He's an idiot, number one. Yeah, but they already tested it. He knew they were going to test it. Right, so he should have altered it in some way. But they would have known. So what? I mean, before they gave so they, Padma back, or if the they father. knew if they knew how it worked perfectly before they got it from him, they wouldn't need the program to begin with. That's not true. You can you can realize something works and not know how to make it work. All they needed to know is that it worked. Having not knowing um, how this program works myself, I couldn't give you yeah. examples <laughs> like of how it might show up differently. What you know about carrying? But <laughs> well, in, in in line eight thousand eight million forty two eight million forty two, um, he could have written if not then this statement. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. Right. There's hope everyone followed along <laughs> that coding language right there. He could have altered it slightly so that. <laughs> <laughs> to- totally made that up anyway. No, I just think, I mean, poor Nolan, he's trying to be the good guy. That scene with the head, I mean, it could have not been the little digital head. It could have been Padma's head. And then we would have all been screwed. Here's what I will say. Although, eh, I wouldn't have minded that much, to yeah. be perfectly honest. Cares, get rid of her. <laughs> Here's what I feel like, uh, you know, uh, to me... Cool. It stems from this, the fact that he really wanted Emily there and she wasn't there for him, right? Mm-hmm. He's done so many things and this is the one thing that he cares about and she's not there to support him on this. And he feels, as he says yesterday, right, He's he, people are just playing chess with him and he's just the pawn or whatever he's, you know, I'm paraphrasing. But yesterday. <laughs> last time. That is what it feels like. But you know what I mean? And so, and, and so he feels like he's having to sacrifice everything. And when he already has, right, with with, um, with David Clark, he already had to make tough decisions, right? In the fact that he had this mentor, but because of what happened in the fire, he had to help Emily. And he's been sacrificing his whole life for something, you know, that hasn't, I mean, uh, uh, the money's great, <laughs> but... That's what I agree. I mean, honestly, I think that you could look at it and say, yeah, but if it had gone according to plan, Emily would have been there because, you know what, she was in New Haven and she wouldn't have been there had it had gone the time that it was supposed to be. Yes, you could say that, but how many times has one of Emily's plans not gone to plan and Nolan's dropped everything he was and he's there? He's never not there, even if things are changed last minute. That's why I love his character so much. He's a diehard, loyal Emily supporter and I do love Emily's character as well and I think she feels really awful about it and Nolan kind of gave her an easy out and he was like listen even if you had been there it wouldn't have made a difference but we all know had Emily been there it would have made a difference how because it's Emily (laughs) that's not that's not enough of an explanation because nothing like she gets she gets it done she just does you know those people who just manage to get it done well I think I think for Nolan it it would it would have created a comfort and even had Everything happened the way it did. He still 
some sort of resolution. I mean, let's go let's go to the scene with him and Padma. I mean, how did you guys feel at that moment when he makes his promise? I promised um, it was, Padma. I mean, obviously foreshadowing. I was like, oh, she's screwed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all I got from it. I mean, it was cute and romantic, and he's an incredible actor, and the tears, and I love you, and it was gushy, but I was just like, up oh, there about to kill her off. Well, we don't know if she's dead No, that's yet. how I felt at the time. Okay. You can't make promises, or you shouldn't make promises that you can't keep. That's a good point, my friend. Or don't know sure. if you can keep. Right. Either way. Or There's, have no intention of keeping. There should have been lawyer present. I promise this with, with all good intention, uh, barring any uh, murders and this and that. And I really want to help. I really do. Um, d- d- how did you guys? Because th- to me, there's they're coming to a head with Nolan and Aiden, and there's always been that tension where they're not the best of friends. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're uh, coworkers. Well, Nolan seems to really resent Aiden. I don't think Aiden's ever really had an issue with Nolan, but Nolan okay. gets gets a little catty with him. Why? Because he's jealous of the relationship with Emily. Why? Because Wait, which one's jealous? Nolan is jealous of Aiden. Be, yes, because Nolan because Aiden knows the truth about her, and up until that time, I think Nolan was the only one who really like knew who Emily was. Uh, but Aiden <coughs> is close to her in in the same way that Nolan has been, and in a different way. So he has an even more intimate relationship with her, and I think that's threatening to Nolan. I think they both just want to be Emily's number one. So that's hard, you that's, know? That's another but way of saying it's it. Yeah. Li- it's literally, you know, did you ever, you guys, when you were younger, did you ever have a group of three best friends and your parents kind of warned you about it and they're like, three is not a good number? Yeah. And honestly, that sounds so childish, but three always is a bad number, you know? Two people are always closer. And if Aiden and Emily get to be at the level of closeness, you know, say they get married or whatever, obviously Nolan's the third wheel and no one wants to be the third wheel. And I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, I think it's just the fact that he is the third wheel and his things don't get taken into consideration. I mean, he was practically begging Emily, like, hey, like, you know, not to to diminish your things, but, you know, like, hey, can I get some help? Right. That's what he was literally, to me, begging. Um... (coughs) Uh, dumb. I thought, I thought when they, uh, you know, I thought Aiden's plan wasn't going to work, but I really hoped Nolan's was going to work so he could show up Aiden because he was like, because remember Aiden was like, okay, that's a great plan Backup B. Plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, thought that's, I thought that might happen too actually, but nope. <laughs> um, but this guy, Falcon, he's everywhere and he's bigger than Nolan and now he's with the initiative apparently. I love that they just kind of threw in this Falcon character and now everybody's like after Falcon. <laughs> Like Falcon did not exist during season one, and now they're like, we need a new bad guy. Falcon, he's the one who's done it all. Damn you, Falcon. Like, well, who is know. this Falcon guy going to be? Who is the Falcon? Someone we know? No, he's got to be new. Well, I was, was going to get more into predictions, so I won't. But, um, you know, I, I, I feel bad for Nolan, but... I'm surprised that he he found the uh, the life, so to speak, in him to, you know, to go digging, and and find what he did find. What do you mean you're surprised he found the life? Well, because he was he was very troubled and angry. Yeah, but that's drive. 
motivation, absolutely. You know, when you're the most upset and the most down, that's when you can look for answers and you're passionate about it. But Emily didn't really, you know, uh, Emily didn't really do much. She just said, like, hey, you know, you don't know if she's dead or not. Whereas, like, I feel like she should have... <clears throat> You know, she should have had that sister moment where, okay, you know, I messed up, an apology is in order, etc. Now let's do this. Well, she kind of did. She was like, once you find where she is, I promise I'll help you. And I think it's important to realize that anger has its place. Like, if you can be one of those people who's angry and use that, and she obviously knows that about him, that he's able to do that, so she pushed the right button. Okay. I think it may have been a nice gesture for her to even, like, sit in the room with him while... She was standing, but yes. She was standing? No, no, she's saying she thinks it would be nice that while Nolan was looking on the computer, had Emily been there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would have been nice to just sort of show up in any way. With, like, cookies or something? Something. Clean up up his work area for him a little bit. Girl, she ain't got some time for that! She should make some time. That's the thing. That's why it's a gesture. Yes. Good balance. And they could work together. She could do her research. She could do his research. Um, while we're on, on the Padma subject, um, I want to get what was what video were they shooting? What the hell was this? What do you guys think? She just looked like crap all of a sudden. I mean, I get that she was thrown into a van, but she wasn't beaten. I mean, the girl's gorgeous, and she looked gorgeous getting into the van and then getting out. It's like she had sticks in her hair. I was yeah. like, what the? I mean, we took I, all her makeup off. And, uh, so, yeah. what are they about to shoot? I don't know. You know how um, she saw the footage of her father? Yes. I was thinking maybe somebody, they're shooting the same type of video of her to send to somebody else to get somebody else to do something. Maybe Who, Nolan? Either to, either to Nolan or maybe she has a sibling or maybe this is a whole train and this is how it works. They, they capture you, you shoot a video, they put you in a room, somebody comes finds you. They capture that person, <laughs> they shoot the video, they send it out, they put you in a room. Okay, I agree with you. that. But why the I hell would going. we care about Padma's sister? Or any, like, it just has to be Nolan. <laughs> it has to be Nolan. So Long-lost cousin. You never know. Yes, let's bring the long-lost cousin. The Falcon. Yes, they're shooting it for the Falcon, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> now we're just getting off track. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Eli, uh, The kind of the, the meat of the, tonight's episode, <sighs> if you will. Uh do this? we have to? <laughs> well, we have to because it was I'm just big. kidding. I actually thought he did a way better job this week, if that counts for anything. Are you just saying that because our iTunes fans berated us and you commented, so we appreciate it. Um, No, I'm not saying it because of that. I'm not saying that I think he did. I, I clearly, I read all the comments and I take them with a grain of salt. I Which love- means you guys should write more comments because we will read more comments. And here's the thing. About- the thing, I- the thing about Roxy. Roxy's fresh out of college. And Roxy's not reading books, okay? Let's be real. So the only thing that she's going to read <laughs> is comments on iTunes. And if she, there's no comments to be read, how is she going to continue her literacy? Without you guys, I will become illiterate. illiterate. So take that for what it is. No, I'm reading the comments. I love the comments. Even the comments that either personally attack me or attack our opinions. I love that. However, I'm not going to change my opinion. Uh, I mean, maybe if you have a convincing argument, I will. But just to please people, no, I'm I'm not like that. You know, I'm Honey Badger. (laughs) Honey Badger Badger don't don't care. care. (laughs) Look it up. Look it up if you don't know. Bing it, it baby. Okay. So anyway, all I'm saying is that... I think I don't know what I was saying. I completely lost. Her. He was, he he was, was a better not actor. Is, oh, I thought he was yeah. doing. I thought he did a, a much better job this time. And maybe it's because they found out 
you know, there are less close-ups on him. And like you pointed out at one moment, we had a taken-out scene and and whatever it is. But he did a better job. Um, and I thought that the storyline with him is kind of interesting. And again, it's kind of confusing. What, what exact, I mean, did Emily, obviously we find out that Emily didn't know that he lit the fire. But she still lit the fire, intending to burn the house down, but it went out. So then he lit it to finish her job so wouldn't he kind of be wouldn't she be happy with him because but then she took the rap so she'd be sad with him do you guys get what I'm saying right so if right. only that was the most like <laughs> back and forth thing of that storyline right, right. right that's I yeah I have a note that his whole journey made absolutely no sense to me like is he a good guy is he a bad guy what you know last episode you kind of made it seem like he's you know has some sort of vendetta against Emily or Amanda right. and so then he's going to just kind of stick around, see what's up, or is he going to try to screw out of money? Or And then this time he's like, no, I'm, I'm here because we're always going to have each other's backs. So like, what happened? I just, it was very confusing. And even within the episode tonight, it was like, no, we have to go back to Meredith Hayward's house. And don't you remember all the, the horrible things that she did? And we're going to go find your father's letters. Then goes to Hayward and is like, yeah, we're going to do a 60-40 split on this. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was just very confusing. I mean, you have to ask yourself as a viewer, why did they put this character into the storyline? I mean, what was his purpose? And he's a catalyst for what change? I don't know the answer. And here's the tough part in, in storytelling. You, you're either um, ahead of the characters as a viewer, right there with them, or you're behind, or you never want to be behind them. And, we and I, f- I felt like with this, we were behind everything. I was like, what is going yeah. on? <laughs> no, it was an absolute head scratcher. And then obviously it introduces this new character of um, Mrs. Hayward, Meredith Hayward. And th- I-, I don't know. I mean, I thought she, I thought she did a good job. Yeah, I, she I did. liked her. She, I, I liked, you know, I, I liked what it presented. It was just Eli and all of this was. What are you going after? You got the you got the kids and then the press conference. You're, you're getting revenge back. Um, so I, I guess he, I mean ultimately I think he's atoning. I just don't think he's atoning in the right ways. Atoning for what? For burning down the house and having her go to juvie instead of him go. But, but he only burnt it down because he knew she wanted to and it didn't succeed. So it was confusing. Right. Like, as you said, and the fact that she even got mad at him, like, do you know what setting that fire did? You started it. You started the fire. So right. she thought that it was her setting the fire the whole time. It wasn't like... Oh, who set a fire? It wasn't me, I swear. Nobody believed that I didn't set the fire. She thought it was her that set the fire. Okay, because, but, because she did set the fire. Right. right. So, like... Okay, but here's the thing, right? Emily, Emily's having this existential crisis to a degree, right? And she said, right, her and Nolan were having the what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, none of this would have happened, what if, and Amanda would be alive, what if, right? So, uh, you know, to, to learn that, if you're having th- that kind of crisis of faith, you're like, wow... You know, uh, whatever higher being, deity, whatever you want to call it, um, put that match out and wanted to prevent it. You think Emily believes in God? I don't know. This is what... I'm trying to interpret something, okay? And that's my interpretation. So she can hold on to the fact that that match did not go off and, you know, that that was what it was supposed to be. But no. Here comes but, Eli. But if you're going to play what if, what if, what if, Eli's not the one who set fires. Had she not set that fire that day, Eli was not going to reset it for her. He, he wasn't going to just, like, independently set a fire. He, he did that for her on her behalf. 
So it's still her fault. She's still to blame, no matter what. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on that page. And also, just going back, I thought that uh, she did a really good job as Hayward also. I, I like her storyline and, uh, and you know, because I always like to know why a person becomes the way they are. So the foster care storyline I actually think works. Um, and the actress named Dendry Taylor plays Luann on Sons of Anarchy, and she's amazing and has a complete different role. So shout out to her for doing such an incredible job on Revenge as a different character. Okay, I'd be, uh, I, I'd be ashamed if we didn't bring up the letters. So let's bring up these letters because sometimes we get into so heated oh. arguments, and then we always miss a point, and then our fans are like, "Why? How? How are you guys stupid enough not to talk about this?" So let's talk about the letters. I mean, uh, all I can say is when I talk about the fact that I'm confused in other points of the episode, it doesn't even touch how confused I am with the this with the letters and the and the end thing with the. Um, Nathan Treadwell, Mason. Mason, Mason Treadwell, sorry, and the, I mean, the 16-year-old and the orphan and the, or whatever, like, somebody, what? try to explain to me what's going on. Okay, well, here's the thing. Here's what I don't want, because I thought she wanted to read the letters, because obviously, they're, you know, there's stuff your father said, and, and they're, I mean, granted, Wait, Emily's... We, em- step back. These letters are supposedly what? Emily's father wrote letters to her while she was... In foster care? Yes. David yes. Clark wrote these letters to her while she was in foster care. Okay. Meredith Hayward didn't give them to her, but okay. instead sold them to Mason Treadwell, which lines up with her character. She's, like, not a kind foster mother, and she needs money. Got it. Sorry. So that all makes Keep sense. And, and it now. makes sense that Treadwell would have bought him because, you know, he obviously wants as much of the written evidence or whatever out of there and his to be the only truth. Um, and isn't it sort of kind of great irony that the letters still get lost in a fire. Yes. And I, by her yes. doing? By her doing, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, it's all her fault. Every time. To a degree, maybe I got suckered into the fact that I thought, I, I would have hoped that she also wanted the, the letters for memento's sake, not just necessarily for, hey, right. maybe there's some information in there, which seemed like, and by the end, that's certainly what she was more ga- hoping to gain. Um... And then we find out Victoria has a son. Maybe it's Declan. I don't know. No, she gave. No, it can't be Declan. She gave up the son when she was sixteen. Well, what if it's Declan? Dun, but, dun, okay, dun. so what would the letter have said, dear Amanda? I, Victoria has a son. That, no, I don't know. Like, don't, I don't know. Don't don't go there because it's just gonna. We're never gonna get out of that hole. Okay. I'll yeah. just live in the hole by myself then. Thank you. <laughs> a third of the brain has gone again. Yeah, a third of the brain down it. the hole. Go ahead, Anna. No, I was going to say that that's... But then I remember that Mason Treadwell did say something that the letter had mentioned something yeah. about that, so... So, so here's, here's the thing. I don't know how much it... You know, obviously, we'll talk about this... Let's talk about this at length in predictions. Okay. Um, what are we left with? Oh... Let's talk about uh, her relationship with Daniel. And the bullets and the picture and, oh, my God. Well, no. I know I just jumped the gun there. Haha, <laughs> pun intended. Thank you. Good uh, one. Well, Thanks. Ha-ha, ha-ha, ha-ha. You know, again, in terms of Eli, very confusing, and, and I don't think we'll see much more of him, to be honest. Eli? Eli. 
Did I, who did I say? I think he might be gone after this episode. <laughs> I think he will, too. I thought we were going to talk about Daniel. No. We are going to talk. We're, I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> so, I'm just concluding, okay. Eli. Don't ask me. I'm living in a hole. Um, all right, so <laughs> Daniel has a, has a lunch date with Mr. Taylor. Yeah, what's that about, too? It's to protect Emily. I know, but why Mr. Taylor? Thorn, Taylor, I mean, whatever. I don't know. And well, why does he you think want? Emily's at risk? Because of the initiative, but... Right, and so that's that's another thing, because he said, I'll make sure you're safe. I don't want to give them any reason to target you. Why would they target her? And why does Victoria want them to think that they're targeting her? Be- because... Stumped the- you. <laughs> well, she did say something that, that uh, his affection or his... Uh, misdirected or misguided affection for her would be to their benefit somehow. I, I don't remember exactly what she said at the very beginning when of the episode. When you say she, you mean Victoria? Victoria, yeah. Said to Conrad. Because here's, here's what it does. If she can prove to Daniel that the initiative is really, really dangerous and then he should stay away and just kind of do to agree what... Because um, now, here's the thing. Victoria can control the circumstances under which uh, Daniel is scared and also also protect them by not actually hurting him, right? Yeah, and if she proves that the initiative wants to go after Emily as long as he has relationships with Emily, then maybe he will back away from Emily. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but I don't think that's the goal. I think the goal is to get him under the control of Conrad and, and Victoria. And they can do this through Emily by scaring the living daylights out of him. I guess we'll see. I mean that's that's my thoughts on that. I mean how how amazing was it at first when we saw the two bullets? We're like <gasps> the initiative, and then we, Victoria's putting away bullets in her little cabinet. It's so nice and her jewelry box because that's where I keep my bullets. I hope you do. Um, <laughs> really, I will now. <laughs> I, what's she, I mean? What's she, what's what other take is there on this? Wah, wah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, here, here's, here's where I see the we're on, we're on episode seventeen, eighteen. There's two left, right? No, we got no. more than that, honey. Oh no, that was. Oh, no, hi. we're up to twenty-two. <laughs> Mine's well, laughing. What, what in the was booth. tonight? We don't have that many left. Eighteen. Oh, so we have four left. Yes. Today was seventeen. Baby. Today is seventeen. Next week is eighteen. Yeah, so we have more. You were wrong. Ha, ha, ha. All right, <laughs> kids. Let's just. All right. Well, either way, here's the thing: it's, things will only continue to get more confusing until they get somewhat less confusing, and we'll be hit with an emotional charge in the season finale. Is that a prediction? Uh, that is a statement of fact. <laughs> right. Sorry, sorry. Things will get more confusing until they are less confusing, and then we will be hit with. With an, what did I say? I don't with know. A, with a charged emotion. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about anymore. All right, let's get into predictions. <laughs> I've lost all brain power. This is this third of a brain thing. I don't know if I can work <laughs> if I only have a third of a brain. Guys, usually when, when we do predictions, I try to restate whatever we see in scenes from next week. We see a masquerade we, ball. We see nothing specific. We know it's a masquerade ball. I could not tell you one event that takes place. I think someone's being choked. I think or Emily's falling. gonna wear Prada. Just kidding. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I have predictions. Um, yeah. I <laughs> luckily for us. <laughs> I think I don't know if it will be next episode, but I definitely think that Helen Crowley is going to come back up as a question. What happened to her? Where is she? Um, I think Trask is going to bring it up again. Um, and then 
I think that Daniel's secretary is a mole of some sort. Um, yeah. Probably for Victoria. Interesting. That's, that's true. Okay, I definitely think that before the end of the season, somebody is going to die. Does everybody agree? Has to. Thoughts on who? I hope Padma. Padma? <laughs> I mean, Padma is... Padma's gone. In the bag. I'm sorry. Trask? Uh, you know. I need him around next. Maybe he's the Falcon. I don't know. We need him around. I think the Falcon. He's not the Falcon. But Falcon can get away. Yeah, he was in the van though. I think today. Well, he was the thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was his actual thumbs up. You know, I think that's just like one of the crewmen. But you know, yeah. His quote. I wish it was like instead of a thumb, we had a Falcon out the window, a little play toy. Wonder, here, here's what I'm curious about: is Falcon. you know, obviously Nolan. Nolan's been after the Falcon for years, and uh, Falcon must have heard of Nolan. For sure. But I wonder if the Falcon is actively, uh, quote, at war with Nolan. You know what I mean? Well, not if he's the best. Yeah, but but you kind of... I wonder if he's really paying attention to the competition and seeing and, and monitoring Nolan and, and just laughing at him. Maybe. Or if this is just a blanketed thing. What if the Falcon's a lady and then the Falcon and Nolan fall in love and have babies? So it's Padma. <laughs> no, but... No, it's Padma's long-lost cousin that's coming back. Right. Yeah, so true. Totally. Wow, we told, you guys know <laughs> We're how last so good week at they this. said when they hear fans' things, they sometimes write it into the show. Yeah. You heard it first here at AfterBuzz TV. We want we to should, see baby falcons. One day we should make a crazy like for predictions. I want you guys to come up with some some crazy random thoughts that take us so off track, but would be so interesting to see I got that the it. writers would be like, "Well, we have to use a portion of this. <laughs> How do we get there? We don't know yet, but let's do that." Um, and on that note, you know, at this point we're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do best. One third. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, I know it was a jumbled, jumbled, uh, thing. I, <laughs> no, well, but here's the thing. I think, I think, you know, hopefully, or hopefully not, you guys were as confused as us. But if you weren't, let us know because this was a really difficult episode in that sense because, you know, it's not a filler episode, but nothing decisive happened. It's definitely setting us up yeah. for something. And so, yes. Um, in the meantime, where can they tell you, Roxy, that you're completely wrong and out of your mind? And you and you need. And where can they get you surgery f- to get the two thirds filled? What? Um, okay. Of a brain. She needs two thirds <laughs> of a brain. You can find me on Twitter at Roxy Stryer or on Instagram at Roxier World with two Ds. And you can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R, and you can visit my website on acoppel.com. And of course, find us here at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you, Martin in the booth. Thank you, fans, yeah. for listening. We'll be back on apparently Easter. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, an egg hunt. Until then, it's a crazy egg hunt. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.